This series called Shot Control is brought to you by the Speakeasy. This is where we dive in deep to whiskey and golf, where we take a simple or maybe even a mundane piece and show you the importance to make a great golf shot and create a great whiskey. Shot Control. So with Shot Control, we're gonna talk about two main pieces here. We're gonna talk about putting face. So on the golf side, the face of the putter and how much does that dictate where the ball starts and how it rolls. And also here are some slats to some barrels uh, that I had that actually came from when I opened up the barrels to make my bars. I have one upstairs, one downstairs. This one is actually the upstairs bar and still smells like whiskey, spectacular. So we'll talk about that as well. So let's jump in and let's talk putting first. So the two main things we're gonna talk about is the barrel and the putter face. So, and again, how do these two kind of tie together? Basically, on the putting green, the putter face, where the, put, where the face of the putter points, is basically anywhere from, again, you can, you can read from different physicists to different uh, coaches, anywhere from 60 to 90% of start line comes from where the actual face points, right? So where it doesn't matter if the face is pointed to the right and you swing to the left, Face is still pointing right, ball is going to start right. Vice versa, if face is pointed left and you swing right, it doesn't matter if face is left. When the strikes the ball, it's going to go left. Now there's going to be some shearing forces, and you know, so it'll kind of cut across the ball. Yes, yes. But again, that's why it doesn't give you 100%. But ideally, where the face points, the ball starts. So that's really, really important. So if I take a golf ball here. And again, if this ball was here and the face comes in and it's actually pointed left, as it hits the ball, it's gonna start left. If the face is square, it's gonna start straight at you in the camera. And if the face is right, it's gonna start out to the right. So again, where face points is really, really critical on where the ball starts. So for a lot of people that are new to golf and just starting to putt, their ability to control the face is really their, their ability to make more putts. Now at distance, you're not gonna make a lot of putts. Uh, that's a skill that's, that's built over time. But really putts inside of five feet, we've gotta have a face that's fairly stable. It can be one to two degrees as long as the reading speed's good and you're still gonna make a lot of putts. But again, the idea is we've got to learn how to control this. Now we have a shaft. Our hands are anywhere from 30 inches to 35 inches away from the putter head. So again, as we add length and any small rotation of the hands, uh, rotation of the arms, any joint that moves is gonna actually move the face, right? So what we've gotta be able to do as a player is manage joints, which is all the pieces that wanna rotate, right? All these pieces that wanna move. Segments would be these big parts. This is more path. But so joints are gonna actually create face control. So again, if, if the, my left wrist is on the putter, it should match the, as a general rule, my left wrist matches face. So if my left wrist opens, the face opens. If my left wrist closes, it closes. So my ability to match left wrist with putter face, assuming right-handed, left hand on top, that's gonna control face, right hand controls power. So our ability to control face means we can control putts, which means we can make more putts, better putts, be, play much better golf. So understanding how the left wrist should match uh, face control. Now we have to do, also remember that this, this putter is coming in at three, at basically, um, it's not a flat plane, right? It's, it's 3D motion. So we have a putter that's 
moving down, could be moving up, it could be the face could be closing and moving down, the face could be closing and moving up. So again, this thing is moving in three three-dimensional space. But for the simple purpose of what we're kind of talking about today, we're just worried about face. So again, where face points, ball goes. It is really that simple. So again, to become a better putter, especially you know on putts inside of 10 feet, we've really be, gotta be able to control the face to within a degree. Assuming speed and read are relatively good, if our face is within a degree, we're gonna make a whole lot of putts. Now if our face is, and again, the beauty of a degree, it's really hard to see. I mean, that's, it's, it's a very slight movement. Not two, three, four degrees, you can see pretty simple. But being able to control to a degree, you're gonna probably need some technology or at least be able to read the putt and see what the ball does. It'll tell you a lot of information again. So again, so the really important part in shot control for golf, we're talking face. Face is driving anywhere from 70 to 90% of start line. So let's talk about the barrel. The barrel does the same thing. This, as in my readings, I say it's, I'll see anything from 50 to about 80% of flavor actually comes through the barrel. Most barrels, not all, almost 100% of barrels are made out of oak. And you can smell the oak, it's really good. And here you can see this barrel was actually charred. We'll talk about that here in a second. And the reason that oak barrels are used, and this is all the way back into Roman times when they were moving wine, is oak barrel is really good because it's watertight. Oak doesn't allow water to come through it or permeate through it. So it's a watertight uh, actual um, piece of wood as well as it's, it's porous enough to allow oxygen through. So what they came to find out is uh, in the Roman times when they put their wine in oak barrels, what they found is it actually tasted better when they basically got to their next stop, opened up the wine and poured it out of the barrel. It actually tasted better because they actually got some of the flavor out of the oak and the O2 allowed it to actually breathe and actually put oxygen in it and made the, help the wines taste better and it's the same process or the same uh, ideology or thought that's going behind um, why we actually age whiskey in a barrel. So the really cool part is inside of oak, and again American oak's different than European oak, which is different than Japanese oak, which we'll, we'll hit on here in a minute, but there's something called, uh, I think it's called lignus, or lignans, lignans, that's it. Um, and that that is an actual cell breakdown material inside the oak that actually tastes like vanilla. I think they call it vanillin. And that is an actual, you can actually find vanillin as a substitute vanilla. So the really cool part of what the oak does is that's where we get that, that vanilla-y taste a lot of times comes straight out of the actual oak barrel. Also, it can be fruity. Um, you can also get spicy, nutty notes, and a lot of buttery flavors as well. So the really cool part is when the white dog or when the, when the grain is distilled, it comes out white and clear, looks like moonshine vodka. And actually when we add it to the barrel, this is where we start to get those vanilla and some of those different spice notes. There's also tons of, tons of uh, chemistry behind and there's actually certain ways that they can create cherry and different flavors using the oak barrels and creating that. And we'll, we'll do a whole science breakdown on the oak barrel at one point because I find that absolutely fascinating. But to me, again, the beauty of the oak barrels is where we're going to start getting some of the flavors. And the fact that it's watertight, you don't lose product other than evaporation, uh, and that's because it's alcohol. So, and there is 
that oxygen can move in and out. So we do lose a little bit of that way, but it doesn't pour out of the barrel. Uh, but the really cool part is since it does allow oxygen in, it doesn't oxidize the materials in. It's not that type of oxygen flowing in. It's a small amount. They also, they call it sometimes called micro uh, oxidization. And what this does is it actually creates those new flavors and what one sometimes you'll hear called esters. Uh, and that the esters is those little side flavors that give you complexity to your to your whiskey. So the complexity of your whiskey really draws from the fact that it is stored in an oak barrel. Um, but again, not all esters are good. There are uh, tannins and some other pieces that come from the oak that can ruin a, the, the flavor of whiskey. So that is one of the main reasons that they char the barrel. So if you look here, nothing on my fingers, but as I kind of rub over the top, you can see, once again, there's that charcoal. So they burn the inside of the barrel. Uh, they stage it for five different levels. A very quick burn would be a one. A very charred oak burn that you get in American bourbons would be a five. So you can actually set how much char is inside the barrel, and that char gives you a lot of the flavor. New barrels, new char gives you maximum flavor right out the gate and it slowly diminishes over time. And then when they reuse a lot of the whiskey barrels, a lot of bourbon barrels get sent across the world. Uh, Ireland, Scotland uses a bunch of them and the flavor from the barrel is less with the less char uh, and, and the more time it's been used. So the oak is less powerful in, in spreading its flavors. Um, so that's a piece too that they can actually control flavor control, right? Um, the really cool part, I think, about the difference between European oak and American oak, uh, European oak is actually much denser wood. Uh, American oak is dense as well, but uh, the European oak is, is a lot denser, and so it allows oxygen through the system much slower. Therefore, you need more years of aging to allow the process to, to give you the flavors and complexity you want. In America, the uh, oak is a little less dense, and you know you even have to say maybe it's bold and brash. It kind of fits America, right? So uh, American oak is a little bolder, a little more brash, allows a lot more oxygen to pour through. So again, it, it gives you more flavors faster out the gate. And American bourbons, if you think about it, you get a lot of vanilla, you get butterscotch, and some even say you can get coconut flavoring all just because of the American oak, the way it's less dense and the way that they char it, it gives you maximum maximums. Um, and again, we have tannins, like in, if you do anything with uh, drinking wine, you gotta watch the tannins in the wine as well. Same thing, uh, it can give you bad flavors, but it can also give you very delicate, sweet, complex flavors as well. So again, that's where the people are managing the, the barrels to give you the flavors that they want. And there's a lot of science behind that, and we will talk about that. So again, if you think about it, to me, oak barrels and club face on the putting green are very similar. They're giving you maximum shot control. They're giving you absolute flavor control. And again, as the barrel and the putter is controlled and done correctly, it gives you one great product at the very end. And if any piece of that breaks in the system, your product is not nearly as good as it could have been. So again, that would be my first attempt at shot control, talking about the face of the putter and the barrel. If you have any questions on that, uh, definitely let me know. And these are actually gonna become uh, flight holders here in the not so distant future.
This has been a fuel production.